Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network. we got to thank our sponsors before we officially get going because they help you guys out and they make it possible for us. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Wilson County Hyundai, check them out and make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So, Zach, I'll go ahead and say, uh, part of my good news at the end of the show will be watching Kentucky lose to 15-seed St. Peter's last night in overtime after uh, you weren't on the show, but on Wednesday, I threw shade at Kentucky fans tweeting me after losing to Tennessee in the semifinals of the SEC tournament saying, uh, the Cats just want bigger prizes, only to lose to St. Peter's. Uh, in the first round. So we move on from that and talk about, uh, we'll get to good news later on, but uh, we'll, we'll get to the Titan situation where it seems like every NF, every AFC team is making significant moves to improve their roster. And while the Titans did re-sign Harold Landry to a big contract and they re-signed Ben Jones to a nice extension to keep him in Nashville as their center for the next couple of years, the Titans have cut a lot of players, Roger Saffold, uh, Jack Rabbit Jenkins, who was going to be a cut regardless, and then Julio Jones, Darrington Evans, and they really haven't done anything by bringing guys in. And so you watch each day on social media to see Titans fans get antsier and antsier when it comes to watching all these other teams. And lately it was Devontae Adams being traded to the Raiders and the AFC West just continues to get stronger. And the Titans are right here not really doing much, but Titans fans are trying to stay patient. But to me, it feels like the Titans are putting themselves in a spot where they were the one seed last year in the AFC. And everybody else is bolstering and getting their weapons even stronger. And the Titans seem like they might miss out on something. Well, a lot of moving pieces have happened in the AFC and the NFC. I mean, just the NFL as a whole. And the Titans have concentrated, and honestly, look, I, whether it will work or not, we'll find out, but the Titans have been true to what they believe in and have told us that they believe in even before free agency started, right? John Robinson doubling down, tripling down on Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback, then going out and re-signing their guy, which was a highly sought-out free agent in a pass rusher on Harold Landry. They've taken care of business. The restructure of Zach Cunningham, which I actually, I love. That's that my great. favorite move besides Harold Landry because that's the biggest move. That was my favorite move so far by the Titans. Then the Julio Jones, which was justified. It's not necessarily a surprise of how bad he played last year and not in his lack of availability. So the Titans have stayed true to themselves. And you have to remember, and it's easily forgotten because the Titans got bounced the first game they played in the playoffs because Ryan Daniel threw three picks. But they were the number one seed in the AFC, right? Mm -hmm. They still believe that, and, and that was without Derrick Henry for a lot of the season. That was without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. 
That was with injuries, right? Peppered across their offensive line throughout the course of the year. Luan was in and out at the beginning of the year, right? So they had to deal with a lot of things, as we know. I still think in the Titans' minds, they believe if we stay the course and we stay the path, the Titans think that they have the pieces. Maybe they need some additions, small additions. But I think that showing their hand, that they think that they have enough to go win a Super Bowl because that's the goal. Well, I don't yeah. necessarily believe it, but that's what they believe. Well, it's it's. And there's a couple comments that I wanted to get to before we dive in and and, and uh, you know get into the first comment that we have. Uh, G-Man says, uh, Austin, please comment on the Julio release since I was off yesterday. Yeah, so the Julio Jones thing, and I said this Wednesday when I was talking with Luke about this because I was going after everybody who was saying the Titans should go sign Juju or Jarvis Landry, and it made no sense to sign those guys unless you thought it would make unless you thought the team should move away from Julio Jones. I get the financial reasoning of moving away from Julio Jones. In my opinion, I would have kept Julio for one more year and see how that plays out. Uh, because I, I was curious to see what Tannehill and Julio could build on uh, with actually having a legitimate offseason working together, unlike the situation last year where Julio got hurt for training camp, and then when Julio came back, Tannehill got COVID and was out for two weeks, and there was no foundation laid. I wanted to see those two guys work and build a foundation this summer to see what it can become in the fall, but the Titans said it's better to save $9.5 million by moving on from Julio and finding somebody who else who could be more reliable. And so my two cents on that is they obviously felt, as you just said, he wasn't worth the money. He wasn't worth the squeeze. And I think that they found out more about Julio over the last, I don't know, several months, right, that he's been in the facility that made him them move away. If he was just a perfect guy and, and, and still had it, and they believed it, and he was worth it, they wouldn't have cut him. There's a reason why. It's not just money. It had to have been what they projected him to do on the field, and they believed that he could not do what they were going to pay him to do. So right. I, there, there's there's an underlying thing that we don't know because we're not in the facility. I, 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 I truly believe that that took into account of why they released him when they did. Yeah, so I'd like to personally thank Julio Jones for all the A to Z Sports TikTok views we got uh, out of him for the short time he was a Titan because that definitely helped uh, our business. And then going on, Titans Kyle brings up a comment about the Titans offseason moving forward because you mentioned that John Robinson double down, triple down, quadruple down on Ryan Tannehill being the Titans quarterback and still we're getting DMs on A to Z Instagram. Uh, are the Titans going to trade for Baker Mayfield? And there was a comment in the comment section today saying, uh, are the Titans going to trade for Baker? Could you think of the Mayfield and AJ combo? No, the Titans are not going to trade for Baker Mayfield. Ryan Tannehill is going to be the quarterback in 2020. And then this is where Titans Kyle's comment comes in because we talked about all the moves the Titans are making and cutting guys. And Titans Kyle says, except they told us the Titans said that they have to be better around Tannehill and they've done nothing to accomplish that. And that's where I want to get to with this conversation because I think the Titans have put themselves in a very delicate situation because they're talking about all the ways that they have to be better around Ryan Tannehill to get to where they want to go because they, Tannehill and Todd Downing were unable to get them there with a the group they had last year. The defense is set, right? 
the front four, the band's back together. David Long, and now you've got Zach Cunningham restructured. They're together. The secondary with your safeties of Bayard and Hooker, you've got them. The corners are young, but you like the ability and the ceiling of Fulton and Molden, and you're rolling the dice on Caleb Farley, but you dropped the first round to do that. So the defense looks great, but the offense, who are you throwing to? You're not throwing to Jeff Swain. You're not throwing 50 uh, completions to Nick Westbrook-Akine. You shouldn't. And so who are you throwing to? And who is the guy to replace Roger Saffold? And so the delicate situation is, like Titans Kyle said, build around Ryan Tannehill and be better around, around Ryan Tannehill. And they have not done anything so far that has shown us that they're building around Ryan Tannehill. They've created room. And so the delicate situation, Zach, is all of the cuts are justifiable. Cutting Saffold to save 10 and a half, justified. Cutting Julio to save nine and a half, justified. Cutting Jack Rabbit to save seven, absolutely. Cutting Kendall Lamb, the easiest decision you can make to save 3.3. But who are you bringing in? And the delicate situation is you moved on from dudes who could help you. Who are you going to bring in and how reliable are they going to be? And can they help Ryan Tannehill as new faces in this locker room? So we're about to talk about delicate situations. And I think that to clear the air, all three of these teams that we are going to discuss are in delicate situations. And we'll talk about why. You just discussed why the Titans are. I think you got to throw the Colts in because they've whiffed on a lot of their quarterbacks. They traded away Carson Wentz and they're sitting there with Sam Ellinger, right? The Browns, because of the saga that them going on and flirting with a new girl named Deshaun Watson and then backing up and saying, hey, the date didn't go as well as we wanted it to go. We still love you, baby. That has not worked out very well so far because of Baker Mayfield's personality and that entire situation. All three of these teams are in the AFC, the Browns, the Colts, and the Titans. Now, delicate situations now. I, I'm curious to hear what the chat has to say. I think you're talking about the delicate situation now, but it's really about the future. Does it stay delicate? Can the Titans do something where it is less delicate? Can the Colts do something where it's less delicate? Can the Browns do something that is de less delicate? So I think that is the biggest point on what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and here's the caveat. And I, I, I do have to say this. The Titans are competing for a Super Bowl. I don't necessarily believe in my heart that the Colts and the Browns are. I think that the Colts and the Browns are quality teams, but they're not in the upper echelon. I think the Titans are probably in the lower of the upper echelon, but we're not talking about Russell Wilson and the Broncos now. We're not talking about the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen and the Bills, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens win healthy. And now you got the Raiders with Devontae Adams. Who knows what Derek Carr and that old marriage, now new marriage, is going to happen. So the AFC is very powerful. There's been a huge shift, especially with Tom Brady's probably last year after this year, right? That's going to fill, fill a gap. We don't know where Deshaun Watson's going to go because we'll talk about that later. But let's talk about these yeah. delicate situations and find out which team is in the most delicate situation. Yeah, so we're talking about the Titans, Colts, and Browns, which AFC contenders in the most delicate situation. But let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. 
Whenever you get hurt in life, know who to go to, know who to trust. Boneandjointtn.org. A dozen plus doctors there at their facility who specialize in any joint type of injury that you have, and they'll get you back to health. Zach and I have both uh, been to the Bone and Joint Institute for uh, whatever injuries or thing, delicate situations we've been in in the past. So check them out, boneandjointtn.org. They're fantastic campus in Franklin, also satellite campuses in Brentwood, Thompson Station, and in Nolensville. Again, boneandjointtn.org. If you watched any, which you should if you were breathing, any March Madness yesterday, uh, man, it was good. But I do want to tell you about this. For college basketball, BetMGM is your place to go. Use the promo code, and this is the best part. Use the promo code BetMGM ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200 for a $10 money line wager to win $200 when either team hits a three-pointer. Threes were flying yesterday. Threes are flying today. This is a great opportunity to sign up. If you haven't signed up, you're a new user, ATOZ200, and essentially you can win $200 by just placing a $10 money line wager if any team hits a three-pointer. I mean, this is money in the bank right there at BetMGM. Download the app today. All right, so which AFC contender is in the most delicate situation between the Titans, uh, the Browns, or the Colts. And so I'm going to read. go ahead and read some comments. Um, uh, Cody on YouTube says Titans. Uh, Steven says Titans. Uh, Browns from Deborah. Uh, Browns from Louie. Anthony says the Colts. Eric says the Titans keep creating holes but aren't filling those holes. Tim says the Titans offensive roster as to as of today is not a Super Bowl contender, which yeah, but again, like this season doesn't start today. <laughs> like that's that's something that we have to remember is that the Titans are not done with this. The Titans are still in their planning purposes. And John, I believe John Robinson has a plan and Mike Vrabel have a plan. It's just we don't know what that plan is, so it's hard to look at that. But the season does not start today. Uh David says Cleveland. Nick says the Titans because they're the only one the only uh, one of the three that were a playoff team. And that's where I'll stop. I think it's the Titans because one of that, the Titans weren't just the only playoff team of the three that we're talking about, but they were the number one seed. They were the home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They were the only AFC team to get a bye, and they worked their ass off to get there. The most injured team in football history, losing Derek Henry for nine games, having AJ and Julio uh, battle injuries multiple times throughout the season. The offensive line didn't play a full game together until like week 13. And, and the defense, everything, you know, they weren't getting rookie input for the second year in a row. They worked so hard to get that one seed. And so they have the most to lose, the Titans do, because they've got the most expensive quarterback of these teams. They have the most expensive running back of these teams. They've, they're probably the oldest roster of the team because they've been with this core for such a long time. The Titans have the most to lose. Therefore, they are the most delicate situation in the entire AFC. And who are they going to replace these big-name starters with? Saffold, Julio, and Jack Rabbit were all good players when they were on the field for the team. Were all three as productive as you would have liked them to be? No. But when they were there, they were pretty good. Jack Rabbit had a good year. Like I know everybody like it was easy to pick on Jack Rabbit, and I was guilty of that. But he had a good year. But now he's gone, and now you're relying on Caleb Farley and some other young players to step up. 
Saffold, the same thing. And Julio. Julio, no. <laughs> Wrong Julio. on Julio. He did not. When he was in there, he was he did not have a great year. Or a good, a good year. I, I didn't, I didn't he had say, a bad year. Okay. I never said that he had a great year. But again, when well, he, he was in there. he had a bad year. He didn't have a good year. That's I think that's the premise. The, okay. So two out of the three guys, I agree with you. But, but Julio had a bad but year. But, all right, without, but then now you're looking at the whole pass-catching group. It's like you lose Julio. Because I feel like most of us thought this. AJ, Julio as your top two receivers. You can draft a receiver in the first round and have that rookie first rounder be your second slash third guy with Julio a part of the picture. Now that Julio's gone, there's a lot more weight on that first round pick. And there's a lot more weight on Nick Westbrook-Akine and whoever else they sign in free agency. But Austin, you just contradicted yourself. You said that it can't be as delicate as, as some other teams because they have time. They've got, they still have, there are still guys out there, right? You're not the Colts trying to find your quarterback. It's, it's, You're it's, not Baker in that whole situation. Austin, these, the Tennessee Titans are in the best spot out of these three teams. They, if they go out and get Juju Smith-Schuster today, you're completely different. You change your mind instantly. I, I, I don't necessarily like Juju, but oh, okay. I, I'm Jarvis not, I'm not, Landry. Per, uh, I mean, they draft. They draft your Penn State guy. You completely change your mind. Well, now, it's I wanted as the, delicate I want, as the other two. Well, here's here's. I wanted the Titans to keep Julio. I thought it made football sense to keep Julio, and then the draft. Maybe if Jamison Williams drops you at twenty six, I like that idea because that gets Jamison Williams ready for your December, November, and playoff push. But now you can't draft Jamison Williams, and Jamison Williams might be Devontae Adams in three years. And now because you move on from Julio, you might have cost yourself that opportunity. It's not worth and, nine and a half million dollars in their situation. No, it's, I, it's I know. Justifiable. I know but the, the reason why the Titans are delicate is because they were at the top, and now they're playing catch-up because everybody else is, is moving right past them. You like there's no, no they are delicate. They're not the most delicate. I Again, think they, they all, go out and get a veteran wide receiver and, and Austin Hooper. You change your mind immediately, Austin instantly. Right. But my, my point is so they're the not Titans, delicate. The not reason, as much as these three teams, when we're, when we're, the we're, other two. Okay. All right. When we talk about the Titans, the Colts and the Browns, the reason why I think the Titans are the most delicate is because they were at the top and the Browns and the Colts were not playoff teams. And so the Browns and the Colts are forced to make these changes to be able to get themselves better than where they were a year ago because they both failed. They both came up short of their goals. The Titans reached their initial goal of winning the division, and then they had the number one seed, and then they busted it in the playoffs by throwing three picks and losing to the Bengals. And so now the Titans are having to strip and rework the offense in a situation where they can't afford to take a step back. And so there, there's a lot of risk with what the Titans are doing because they have the most to lose. They cannot whiff. They have to hit on, on, on every tight end, wide receiver, draft pick, or free agent signing. The Titans got to hit. There is no wiggle room to wit, to miss in those positions because of what's happened this past year and what you've already done this offseason. Austin, I think you could say that the Titans are more naive than delicate. They're they're naive in the sense that they think that Ryan Tannehill is the guy. They believe in him 100%. They're all, chips all in. So they believe that their quarterback is good enough to win them a Super Bowl. They've told us that. 
So they're naive in that thinking. So if they think that their moves are based upon that thought process, you got to think about that. Okay, funny comment, funny comment. Because Zach, before the show, you said, Austin, you're going to be the bad guy today. And then David Haynes comes in and says, as usual, Zach sees the glass half full, Austin, not so much. But I'm not even I, saying that. I'm saying the Titans see the glass half full. Yes, yes, <laughs> right. And it's but just that, but I, that's the difference, Austin. Where they all of their moves are based on their centerpiece of Ryan Tannehill being their guy and then believing in him. So they don't think that they have a problem. Everybody in the chat probably, I mean, I can't speak for you, but I believe that Ryan Tannehill will not win them a Super Bowl, won't lead them to a Super Bowl. He doesn't have the it factor, the elite factor. He can't play. He throws three picks instead of three touchdowns in the playoffs. So that that I think is a key caveat to this entire conversation because when you talk about delicate situations, my answer is the Cleveland Browns because they screwed the pooch this week. They completely ruined the trajectory of their franchise. Baker Mayfield is the kid in class that can go AWOL and say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, right? He's, he kind of can go both ways. What did they do? They sat there and they screwed Baker over this week by literally floating out the idea of Deshaun Watson on purpose. Baker did exactly what they thought that he would do. I don't know why they did this. He gets his panties in a wad, gets upset and says, look, you know, thank you, Cleveland. Then they come back and say, hey, we're out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes because they're an AFC team. They weren't going to get them anyway. That was stupid on the Browns. And now there's turmoil at the most important position. It's not lack of quarterback. The Colts, they have lack of quarterback. at the. They're just in a bad spot. They're not indelicate. They're just bad. The, the Titans believe their situation is good. Ryan likes the Titans. The Titans like Ryan. Baker doesn't like Cleveland and Cleveland doesn't like Baker. That's the most delicate situation because at the end of the day, the Browns, no, they were not a playoff team last year, but a lot of that was due to injury. Two years ago, they were, they advanced. They went further than the Titans because they lost to Lamar Jackson at home. They, the Baker at least won. They won, he beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. So, the, the Browns believe that they are in the same conversation as the Titans, but their quarterback situation, the most important position in team sport, is in complete turmoil. You talk about delicate. The Browns are back where the Browns usually are. They're just a little bit better, right? They're usually at the bottom of the AFC. Now they're like probably mid-tier. But I think this, to kind of wrap that up, the reason why we're talking about these three teams, the Titans, the Colts, and the Browns, so many teams have jumped them with off-season moves. The reason why I don't think that the Titans are as de de delicate, they can go sign Austin Hooper or sign Jarvis Landry or draft a first-round wide receiver, and you still feel better about them. Cleveland Brown fans will never feel good about Baker Mayfield and that entire situation from here until he plays in another jersey. It's facts. I'm about to make a reference that I think the older uh, crowd that watches the show will be very impressed with. Because you said, how do you describe Baker Mayfield, the kid in class, at what? That uh, 
that says yes sir yes ma'am and then is a a, a menace behind the scenes yeah he's eddie haskell <laughs> if you, i don't know how many leave it to beaver fans we've got going on here uh, i wouldn't but, say a lot <laughs> but eddie haskell is is uh is exactly who and, and he but he's always been eddie haskell yeah and the teacher in this case the browns know that he's eddie haskell and they still messed with him and yeah. they got the exact reaction that they thought uh, like exact reaction so that situation is so let's just call it what it is is so ass backwards in the nfl it's one of the worst spots to be in the, the houston texans may be in a better spot because at least they've got a guy that they can trade away and get somebody else for and start rebuilding the browns man they're in a tough tough situation Nobody wants to be the Cleveland Browns right now. Browns fans don't even want to be the Cleveland Browns right now. They yeah. hate it. Yeah, no, it, the, the, that is very true about the Browns fans. I'm not denying that. Uh, again, I just think the Titans have so much to lose here. And I, I did see before, I got I to scroll up all the, the different comments. I did see where the Titans, you know, they're, they're having to make, they, they understood that they have to make changes on offense but they're doing it in a way where I don't know who they're going to fix it with. It's, and I was talking to, you know, I, my, we'll talk about this later, but my grandfather's funeral was yesterday. And afterwards at the celebration, I was talking to some Titans fans that were there and, you know, at, we were, everybody was saying like, yo, you can justify every cut. It's just, who are they going to replace the cut with? And that's the role of the dice. That is a delicate situation of not knowing who is going to be those replacements and what the ceiling is of those replacements and the immediate impact of those replacements, because that's, that's the tough spot there. That's in, is it how many, how many rookies are you going to rely on, on the offensive line and at wide receiver and tight end? Cause without right a second now, round pick without a second round pick. Exactly. Yeah. Cause they're, and, but here, here Austin and I, this is my prediction. It is Friday by Monday. Uh, I'm going to give myself a little bit more room by next Wednesday. The Titans will have a player through free agency that these fans like. They will. will so? They will be singing a different tune, and it will be, uh, it will be either a wide receiver or a tight end or both. It will happen. That's why I say the delicate situation will turn not as delicate pretty quick. I'm giving it what. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Six days. I've given them six days to turn this delicate situation that they're in presently into less of a delicate situation, and I believe that they will do that. Who? Who? I want I want you to name some names because we haven't talked for a long time. Because <laughs> I want you to name some names. All right, so, uh, but, but after you, or before you name names, you can name Farm Bureau Health Plans and tell how much money they're saving you right now. Yeah, well, they save money on Julio Jones. I save money every month by going to Farm Bureau Health Plans, right? And I didn't have to cut anybody. Well, actually, I did. I cut my old health plan. I said, <laughs> "See you later." They are the Julio Jones. They weren't. They weren't healthy. They weren't as healthy as I wanted them to be last year. And so, what did I do? I said, "Hey, Farm Bureau Health Plans. Let's see what you got. Do you have better coverage? Do you have better rates? Do you have better service?" Well. The results are in, Mari. Yes, yes, and yes. That is not a lie. I have proven that, and they have proven that to me. I'm saving over 20% per month, per month on my rate, 
My coverage is better. They give me a contact allowance. I got contacts. I've been wearing contacts since seventh grade. Now I'm getting them paid for with this health plan. My pearly whites. Oh yeah. Those are getting cleaned for free. Yeah. Free. It's a better plan and I've gotten better service. I've talked to, I've talked to multiple individuals. So how do you become a part of this plan? Hey, come on. More, the more, the merrier. All you got to do fbhp.com slash a to z that's fbhp.com slash a to z go online you fill out a survey then you get a quick essentially a, a assessment of your health you get the quote boom free and easy down the road you go fbhp.com slash a to z don't forget download the betmgm app you can you can win money uh zach just saved you money there but you can win money with betmgm and you can get started the right way use code atoz200 that's atoz200 you place a ten dollar money line wager uh on any game today there's 16 games in college basketball today a ten dollar money line wager on any game and regardless of that bet's outcome you win 200 bucks when either team in that game hits a three-point shot which is going to happen so that's free 200 bucks for you to get to uh, your bankroll started with the BetMGM app and A to Z Sports Picks coming up at 10.30 Central Time this morning before tip-off of all the games today in College Hoops. That's with the BetMGM app. So, Zach, who? You say you give the Titans six days to sign somebody who will make the Titans fan base feel better about where they are right now, especially offensively. So who is this person that you think the Titans will sign that we'll all be going, okay, deep breath. Everything's better. So I believe let's, let's start with the tight end position. Cause I'm going to start with the guy that I think that they should go after. And I do think that now that Austin Hooper has been released and he fits your mold, Austin, we talk a lot about the tight end position, a guy that can do two things, right? Austin Hooper can block, but he also can catch if given the ability. I think he proved with this contract with the Browns, He's probably not tight end like one. I mean, he's not he's not Travis Kelsey or George Kittle in that even conversation. He had a big contract to go to Cleveland a few years ago, though. Right. And and maybe was that Baker not use it, utilizing him as well? I, I don't know. Was that because they liked running the football with Nick Chubb? I don't know. But I think Austin Huber, he's 27 years old. You give him the money, you cut Julio Jones, and you value the tight end position because I think Ryan Tannehill, who's going to be your quarterback, will value the tight end position. So I look at Austin Hooper at tight end. I also think that maybe you can look at Eric Ebron out of Pittsburgh. He was drafted by the Lions. He's kind of a dual threat that can block a big body but really is a pass-catching tight end. He's not great. You're not going to find great tight ends at this point in free agency. They're all either franchise tagged or re-signed with their team. So I look at Austin Hooper or Eric Ebron when it comes to the tight end position, which I think, what do you feel about those? I'll let you react to those. I like Hooper more than Ebron. Ebron's uh, Ebron was complaining about uh, the Titans getting COVID and making it where he couldn't go to his daughter's birthday party because the bye week changed a couple years ago. Well, COVID's over, so that's good. <laughs> but I think Eric Ebron's soft. <laughs> that's my point. Is I don't, I don't think Eric Ebron. Uh, I mean, again, I think he's a little older. He's been in the league for a bit. He's probably more on the downside of the da- the backside of his career as they say, where Austin Hooper, I think, still has uh, let a lot more left in the tank than Ebron. I think Gerald Everett makes a lot of sense. Um, 
Robert Tonyan, who we talked about earlier in the week a little bit, is still out there and he's like just coming Aaron, off of an injury. Right? He is, uh, but his you, ACL you need, te- you need his, you his need ACL te- tear was early in the season. So it's something where you think time is on your side with Tanyan. And uh Robert Tanyan lives in uh Ashland City, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville. So he could just drive 30 minutes to the facility every day instead of have to move in the offseason. So I like Everett and Hooper and Tanyan more than Eric Ebron. So you know, people are going to have their uh, opinions on who they'd prefer to have. But I would think the Packers, now that they just shipped away Devontae Adams, probably need to go re-sign Robert Tanyan to make Aaron Rodgers a little bit less mad. So I, I think there's two approaches with the wide receiver position. I think yeah. that you have to talk to and go after Juju Smith-Schuster, Odell Beckham Jr., and Jarvis Landry. You can't You're do Odell. Get- you can't do Odell. He tore no, his ACL, ACL a month ago. A month that, ago. That's right? fair. So OBJ's off the table. You're correct. So you're down to pretty much two, I guess. You're down to Juju Smith-Schuster, who I, I think that the Packers will probably target to replace Devontae Adams, and he wants to go to a big market because he's coming from Pittsburgh, right? Jarvis Landry is at least used to a smaller market in Cleveland, right? Jarvis Landry wants and is, I think, has become a number two wide receiver in his time in Cleveland, Right. I think Jarvis Landry would fit very nicely as a compliment piece to A.J. Brown. I think that if I could pick right now with players available at the wide receiver position, I think Jarvis Landry would be my pick. You're either going to go for those top-tier guys, and if you miss because you're the Tennessee Titans and maybe people don't want to go to Nashville, I think that you're going to have to take a two-pronged approach at the wide receiver spot. You're going to have to go get a guy like, I don't know, Keenan Cole or Sammy Watkins and then go draft a first-round wide receiver. And you're going to have to go, A.J. Brown, go get your tight end, go get your tight end, and then you're upgraded at the wide receiver spot as far as talent with a first-round wideout that has a ton to prove because he's coming into the league and a guy like Keenan Cole or Sammy Watkins that has experience that can be in third-down spots that can go out and get first downs for Ryan Tannehill and yeah, run good yeah. routes. Yeah, um, and I liked Keelan Cole last year in free agency. When the Titans signed Josh Reynolds, I thought Cole made some sense there. He's more of your slot guy. And so here's – if I had an ideal, an ideal path for the Titans to take March 18th towards the draft, it's priority number one is to go sign Hooper – or Tanyan or Hooper. Everett. Yeah. It's Hooper. That that's the guy they must sign. And I, we talked about the whole reason why we're in this conversation is to make Titans fans at least excited or less worried about their delicate spot. Hooper would do that because they've now gotten the tight end that they missed in in John U. Smith the first five games before uh Lewan towards ACL. They really haven't had a quality tight end since that moment in time. Yeah, sure. So, all right. So, again, number one priority now moving forward is sign the free agent tight end that can be your tight end one who is not Jeff Swain. Uh, Second is I don't think you're going to find your ideal number two wide receiver in free agency. I think you have to draft that guy at 26. If you so, but but you still need veteran presence in this wide receiver group who is reliable. And 
who is that? Of the available guys, I mean, the guys up top are Jarvis, Will Fuller. Will Fuller's unreliable, can't stay healthy. Jamison Crowder, I don't think he's the right fit. He's more of an undersized slot guy, kind of like Keelan Cole. It's not Emmanuel Sanders, is it Cole Beasley? I don't, I don't personally think Juju Smith-Schuster is that type of guy either. But now that Julio's gone, I like it more. So I, I guess out of that crop, Juju and Landry are the best options, but I still don't like them because I don't like the price you're going to have to pay to get them. Mostly. And I don't think the odds are in their favor of getting them. Well, somebody somebody on a sports book had the Titans as the highest non-Pittsburgh odds for Juju earlier in the week. And so... Yeah, that was before uh, the Packers did what they did yesterday, right? I think the Packers are going to play for Juju. Potentially. Uh, so again, like those, you're just not in a good spot for veteran wide receivers. And it, you know, Zach Pascal, Sammy Watkins, Keelan Cole, like those, that level guy, Demarcus Robinson, who's been in Kansas city for a few years. Like you might as well bring back Marcus Johnson too, while you're at it to fill out your depth, because then after you sign Hooper or other big tight end, you sign a veteran wide receiver for depth. And then you go draft wide receiver in the first round. You draft the tight end probably in your third round. And then you fill out um, you know, the rest of your draft picks with uh, offensive line and some cornerbacks. And that that's really how I feel about this thing. You, you gotta you have to draft the wide receiver in the first round now. There is no other option. Yeah, they've they've forced themselves with the Julio thing, right? I mean, they've done this to themselves. So they they knew once they released Julio that that the first round pick. And they signed Harold Landry, right? I mean, that was huge to yeah. not have that massive hole. And because you're going to go up against elite quarterbacks all season long. We've gone through it. It's, it is the green mile. It, it's not the, the baby blue mile. It's not the light blue. It's not the two tone mile. It is the green mile death row with quarterback play this year. I like what they've done on defense. They're going to have to do something. I mean, and that first round pick, the, the, the second round hole that they have in their draft I think is killer because that usually John Robinson finds a lot of value with those type of guys historically besides which, Kevin Dodd. which Zach the the reason why I was so on board for keeping Julio Jones for one more year was because you did give up that second round pick it's it's it hurts more to not have a second round pick also knowing you don't have Julio anymore even if you save nine and a half million dollars, I would still, in my opinion, I would rather have Julio knowing that I don't have a second round pick because that's just a, a spot that I can't fill. I just don't think that you can sleep at night if you know that you've paid Julio Jones $26 million in two years. I get that too. Like a 30 plus year old wide receiver. But you at you least have an opportunity for the second year to be better. You can't. Because you paid him. They know something, Austin. The Titans know something. They've been around Julio for long enough. They know he's not worth a damn. They just know it. Now, he may be worth a damn with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of being a third wide receiver and replacing Antonio Brown. He's going to be, you know, Randy Moss came to the Titans and did diddly poo. And then he went to the Niners and actually had a pretty good year. (laughs) It was okay. But but yeah, he's going to go to the Bucs and he's going to be the third option. And he can do the third option. He could do that. He's not on the field as much. 
Again, I still think the Titans should have kept Julio and still draft a wide receiver in the first round. So Julio could have been that 2A, 2B. Like you got one with AJ and Julio in the first round pick be 2A, 2B, and then Nick Westbrook and Kine being the four, and you're fine. All right. Yeah. I'm going to bring this up. Okay. Josh Carroll gets the love of the show today because I do like this idea. Okay. Uh, Out of all the things that we have said, and we've said a lot. We've talked about Hooper, Landry, Juju. We've talked about a lot. I think I like this the most. I, I do Hooper. I think you have to do. I, you've got compensatory picks this year, so you have more later round picks. I don't know what it is. If it's a fifth or a sixth or whatever, you trade for Robert Woods. I love that move. If the Titans get Robert Woods, Robert Woods is a solid number two wide receiver. He runs good routes. He gets open. He's a seasoned veteran. Then, Austin, you can go draft your wide receiver. They can learn under Robert Woods. You don't give up a ton, right, because he's worth a fifth or a sixth sixth pick. That is my ideal situation because they just signed Allen Robinson. They don't need him no more. That is exactly what you do. So, Josh Carroll... Let's let's break that well, down because Robert Woods did tear his ACL, and that was he tore a long that time in, ago. He tore that in practice right before or after. Did he play against the Titans in on on that Sunday night, or did he just tear his ACL? I can't, it was regardless. He tore his ACL in early November, so we're gonna count months, right? Look, November. Robert Woods believes he should be cleared in time for many camp which is in June, right? So November, December, January, February, March, April, May, bingo, bingo. June. Eight months is... is November is, uh, 13th. Yeah, eight months is minicamp. So you've got you know, July and August. So he, he will be a 10-month ACL guy. When It's similar timeline to Taylor Lewan, though, right? Lewan tore his in mid-October... Robert Woods was mid-November, and Lawan wasn't right until really Well, October. that's because Lawan's a head case. That wasn't because that, of anything I, else. But it's, I mean, it, Lawan's mental recovery. Fair. I mean, it, it did, Lawan's mental recovery did come into play, but he also said that he rushed it. Bud Dupree said that he rushed his, and so the Titans had to deal with that. So Robert Woods, like, sure, every every guy who tears his ACL says, yeah, I'm going to be ready in eight months. Everybody says that when they're on month four. <laughs> but it's not about month four. The first four months are actually kind of the easiest. The neck, it's the next four months and then the four months after that that's continue to get harder. And so wow. that's just, look, is, is would Robert Woods be better than any fifth or sixth round pick the Titans had this year? Yeah. You, you, you do it regardless. Who gives a damn about his ACL? If he's okay for the playoff push, all you're trying to do is win your division. You're not trying to compete with the AFC, guys. Look, the a- you ain't, you ain't just, never going to get AFC that South. number one pick. Win the AFC South. That number one seed. It's done. It's gone. It's over. Yep. Just win the, win the South. That's you all you got to do. Beat the Colts twice. Yep. And I, look, I'm, I am a little... And I, I I jumped the gun a year, and I will admit my wrongs, and I was wrong about Urban Meyer. I thought he was going to be better than he was, and that guy was awful. But <laughs> I I think Trevor Lawrence will take a step in the right direction this year. I think the Jags will be no slouch. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jags beat the Titans one of the two games. They steal a game, or they steal a game from the Colts. It could, it could happen to either team. 
but I, I just I think you have got to concentrate on your division and be a host a home playoff game in the wild card round, advance and try to get to the Super Bowl. But Robert Woods would help you out because as you said, Austin, I think you you sealed the deal with this. Robert Woods is better than any fifth or sixth round pick, especially if you're drafting a, a quarterback, that you will ever pick if you're John Robinson. Well, I mean, he's actually been pretty good in those rounds, but Robert Ho- Woods is well, Robert Woods is better. Hooper and Woods. That's my solution. Man, it took us 20 minutes to get here, but I am Robert Hooper Woods and Hooper are my solutions. Because I don't think you're gonna get Juju receiver. or or plus man. first round round wide receiver. I, I don't care about if they don't draft a wide receiver in the first round, I'm going to feel like they whiffed. Well, or they may, what they would do if they didn't, they'd trade up from their, they'd probably trade their third and a later round pick because they have more of those to two get fourths. this. To, to, uh, okay. So, if, right. They'd pair two picks to get into the second round to maybe get a player of need. I mean, this is why I love it. I mean, there's so many different scenarios. But I think we came up with a good one. I'm with you. If you you trade for Robert Woods, you get Austin Hooper, and you draft a first-round wide receiver. Hey, Austin, all of a sudden, we don't have a delicate situation anymore. I mean, it's still you're still relying on a guy coming off an ACL. You're still relying on a guy coming off the ACL and a first-round rookie. Who hasn't? And you haven't had an impactful first-round rookie in a long time. Both of those guys are going to be better than Julio Jones. (laughs) As long as they score... Two touchdowns. They'll be fine. Right. And Austin Hooper just has to score more than Anthony Ferguson did last year. We, we recovered a fumble. Did that count as his three? Like his, what? Ferguson had three, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, he had two receiving. And then one recovery. And one fumble recovery. Yeah. So you lost that bet. We I do. Have, well, yeah. I, I got to get a, a onesie. Yeah. Well, that's on me. But, you know, you wearing a onesie sitting right there is no big deal. It's when we were, when we had a studio. And when we were on location a lot more is where the onesie was funny. Yeah. Now it's just like you, you just you can barely see your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. All right. A to Z Sports here live on this Friday. Let's get to this next topic because I also find this interesting. Where will Deshaun Watson get traded? It's down to two teams. But first, Zach, tell us about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. It is quick and easy. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. You can look at their inventory or take the quick trip down I-40 exit 236. Austin and I take it. It's it's easy and it's simple. And the best part is they've got your perfect make and model for your vehicle. So if it's a Palisade, man, third row seating, all the bells and whistles, great fuel efficiency, Cost effective, that sounds good to me, and that probably sounds good to you and your family. Maybe it's a four-door sedan like I have with the Sonata. Sonata dominates the streets. I've been telling you that for years. You can dominate the streets with the Hyundai Sonata, brand new, right there. Pain Bone will hook you up with a great deal. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Coming up in an hour and a half, that would be at 10.30 Central Time. We've got A to Z Sports Picks with Alan Bell, Brian Edwards to get you set for the 16 games coming up in college basketball today, starting just after 11 o'clock. So the 10.30 A to Z Sports Picks show presented by BetMGM coming your way to get you set up. They'll both have parlays because BetMGM is giving out their March matchups parlay boost every day. I got mine in my app this morning. Got I lost it yesterday, but I got to figure out how to win it today. Allen hit his yesterday, and Brian's still in play. So check them out. Also, if you're a new user for BetMGM, download the app. Use our code ATOZ200. 
and you get a uh, a, you get two hundred dollars after either team hits a three point shot when you place a ten dollar money line wager on that game. So easy steps: download the app, sign up using code ATOZ two hundred. A ten dollar money line wager on any game today wins you two hundred bucks when they hit a three in that game. Pretty easy stuff there. What'd you have to add? Uh, BetMGM just sent an uh, an email full, yes, got full of really good information. Here's some. Look, this is perfect at 9 a.m. Go to your BetMGM Sportsbook and look at this. Insights. This is just, this is not a promo. This is just straight facts, homie. Most bet games, most bet teams, and most bet teams by the spread, Loyola, Chicago. That is where a lot of the money is coming in versus Ohio State. The most tickets and the most money on Loyola, Chicago today. Right? So volume and volume, <laughs> volume twice. There you go. Yeah. So they will, we'll, we'll, I, I find that game very interesting, but also visit betmgym.com for terms and conditions 21 or older Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification, eligible requirements, rewards issued with novel trouble, free bets or site credit, free bets expire in seven days for problem gambling support. Call Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. All right. Where will the Sean Watson go? Is it the saints or is it the Falcons, the NFC South? fighting over Deshaun Watson. What's the situation here? Steven says the Falcons. Uh, I'm thinking the Falcons from double O our double O seven agent Lou man. Uh, Steven is says both teams, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, don't kill John says Falcons QB swap makes sense, but I've heard the rumors that the Texans don't want Matt Ryan. So I don't know if those, that, again, the rumors, I don't know how much weight is that. Will Dotson says the saints, Tyler says Watson is going to the Falcons. Uh, Simone says Falcons, Saints because of Sean Payton. Billy, I hate to break the news to you, but <laughs> Sean Payton's no longer there. So uh, Sean Payton, does, uh, he, he retired. For Kevin James year. is now head coach. At least. Uh, let's see. Hopefully the Saints, so the Colts don't get Ryan. I, I think Bama Brad actually has a point right there. Matt Ryan, if he ended up with the Colts, that would be ideal for him, right? He doesn't want to be with the Texans. Falcons, because they have picks and Matty Ice. Uh, Watson to the ATL. Ryan to the Colts. So Lane is thinking that. That does make a lot of sense where it is somewhat of a three-team trade because the desperation of the Colts to get Matt Ryan, who is a seasoned veteran. I I don't know. It's kind of Phillip Rivers. In his year, a good quarterback, not a great quarterback, but has a low ceiling. Full circle to this conversation, to our first delicate conversation. The reason why the Colts were not in play for that delicate is because they have $70 million of cap space to go bring in whichever quarterback they get, right? So they can they have the flexibility to do that financially. What do you think, Austin? Saints or the Colts? Or, uh, excuse me, the Saints or the Falcons? If I were to Sean Watson, I'd want to go to Atlanta. I think Arthur Smith makes sense there. I know Atlanta doesn't have Calvin Ridley or an offensive line or defense, but I, I, their defense actually played a lot better. <laughs> oh, boy, boy, boy. When, when did they a, not have again? That, that was more of a – I'd say that like tongue-in-cheek. It's funny. They don't have, they don't have Calvin Ridley because he was betting uh, on an NFL game. They don't have a – Offensive line is great. They also don't have Alvin Kamara. That's true. But they do have Kyle Pitts. Uh, I know I know a lot more about Alvin Kamara. But I I think 
I think Arthur Smith is better for Deshaun Watson than the defensive head coach the Saints just signed or hired that I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Because all I'm thinking about is the Kevin James, Sean Payton movie. And I can't think of... Wait, um, who are you trying to think of? The Saints' new head coach. Oh, Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen, yeah. Yeah. I can picture him with his facial hair. But, yeah, what, what is Dennis Allen? I respect a man with good facial hair. <laughs> I, I do I do respect a man with really quality facial hair. But I, I think the Falcons also because uh, Atlanta's home for Deshaun Watson, I think that makes the most sense. Uh, so I go with the, I think he's going to go to the Falcons. Well, I think the smartest thing that Deshaun Watson has done is that he's going to the NFC South, right? Because you've got three bad teams and Tom Brady, and Tom Brady ain't going to play for two more years. So the division is yours, essentially, at least for now. I know trades happen and teams draft quarterbacks. I actually go to New Orleans. I think I go to New Orleans because of the defense. I go to uh, New Orleans because of Alvin Kamara. And you have uh, Michael Thomas. I know he's just kind of like disappeared, but he's still, I mean, he's only 29 years old. So you still have that. The Saints are probably going to draft offensive weapons for you. The Saints are more ready to win right away. And I think that's what Deshaun Watson needs for his situation. He needs to win because winning cures everything, as we know, even messed up masseuse situations. Mm -hmm. I think he he can't go to rebuild in Atlanta. He may want to live near Atlanta, but New Orleans, I think they would accept him. I think he would be, you know, he's not trying to replace Drew Brees because they've already had a bridge year. I think New Orleans is the best spot, and I think that's where he will go. I, well, I think he, I think that's where he should go. I, I have no idea. I have no idea how Deshaun Watson thinks, nor do I kind of want to know how Deshaun Watson thinks. Yeah, but the Saints that that's where you should go, and then I'll I'll settle on that's where I think he will go. All right, all right. I uh, I think it's I think Atlanta. So I'm I'm liking the fact that. Uh, you know, we're different on this. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, he'll be playing against your Bucks, I'm guessing. Uh, there. A to Z Sports are live on this Friday. Let's go ahead and wrap up our Friday with Ain't That Good News. What is your good news this week? And we'll send everybody to a big college basketball weekend. But real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and Renters Warehouse Nashville. The professional landlords in the Nashville area at RentersWarehouse.com. Find out how much your home can rent for by going to their website, Renters Warehouse. Com. They do everything for you. They collect the checks. They find the tenants. They price the property. They do all the tax work. They go on the maintenance calls at every hour of the day. They do it all for you to help build equity and long-term wealth and get retirement plan ready at renterswarehouse.com. A to Z Sports. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to our channel if you're on YouTube and like our page. Uh, if you're listening right now, we're about to do good news. But this free agency... The NFL has been awesome, and it truly has. And special shout-out to, to BetMGM uh, throughout the, the course of the college basketball postseason, that tournament. But subscribe to our channel and like our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. We, we're putting out more content than we ever have, which is awesome. You guys are taking to it. And we haven't even gotten to the draft month, which is pretty incredible. So more to come. Subscribe to our channel right there at A to Z Sports. 
Ain't that good news to send us for the weekend? Uh, I will start. I've got two good news. I will start first with being able to watch the Kentucky Wildcats and Coach Cal go home losing to St. Peter's, the Peacocks of from St. Peter's, uh, knocking off the Wildcats in overtime last night. Uh, that was a great way to wrap up the first day of the tournament. But whenever Kentucky goes down, I love it, especially because Kentucky fans like to talk big trash against Tennessee fans and Tennessee people. And so it's always worth a great golf clap and a laugh when uh, the Wildcats lose to a team that nobody's ever heard of. So that's my first good news. Yeah, I, well, I think I had Kentucky going further. So I, 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 I was... had Kentucky losing to Murray State next round. So I was even more pleased to see them bow out to St. Peter's. Who, St. Peter's, I won some money off St. Peter's uh, in February because of BetMGM. I, I found St. Peter's and Monmouth were good little things, you, good little teams you could ride there in the low level. At the start of overtime, uh, St. Peter's like plus 380. That's good money, right? Start of overtime, especially the way that Kentucky was playing, which wasn't right. very good. They were missing shots. My my biggest regret of last night, Austin, and I, I thought about this this morning. I actually thought about this during the show. Creighton was down by four. It was 58-62. This is before overtime. And Creighton was plus 1,200. I don't know if it was a mess up or something. But why didn't I put like 30 bucks or 10 bucks Sprinkle. when they were down by four? with, yeah. And they had like a minute left. And I was like, what a missed opportunity. So uh, both on those games. But Kentucky losing does. Did you see 98% of brackets busted? Oh, like the perfect brackets, yeah. Right. Yeah, there's only 2%. So, I mean, the, the hedge of the insurance, you remember when, uh, I guess it was Quicken Loans and mm -hmm. Warren Buffett did that years ago because they're just smarter than everybody. Yep. They know that your your bracket is going to get busted. Yep, yep. So uh, that's my, my good news is Kentucky goes down. So, Zach, what is your good news? My good news is something that I have not been able to speak on. Oh. And as a fan of the NFL – and a fan of football, I've been lucky these last couple of years. I, I truly have. And I got even luckier four days ago because my good news is I don't have to deal to the depths of Jameis Winston or Josh Freeman or Jeff Garcia or even Chris Sims, who I who was a good friend of mine. Or Blaine Gabbert. Or Blaine Gabbert. They couldn't take. They, they don't have enough, but my guy Tampa Tom is back, baby. He's back and better than ever. You can't keep a good man down. And God, that was joy to my heart and to my soul when I heard that he was coming back for another season in Tampa. It wasn't one of those cryptic messages, and I was worried about this, Austin. It wasn't one of those cryptic messages like, I'm returning to football in 2022 setting up for a possible trade to the freaking 49ers right he said i'm playing in tampa so my free agency and all that it just it was a weight lifted off of the, the fan of in my heart mm -hmm. true to my heart of their shoulders that i get another year of watching the greatest quarterback ever to play the game play for my favorite team ever in my life that is my good news. God, that was good news. Man, yeah. I feel good. My Friday, I just got a, a jolt of energy 
talking about this. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I uh, that was good. It was good for A to Z Sports Tampa Bay as well. Uh, good, good for business and good for Zach's heart for sure. All right, A to Z Sports to wrap up this week. My second good news, uh, a little bit of a um, uh, an emotional situation. So last Friday we did not have a show um, because my grandfather passed away that Thursday night, and so yesterday was when we did lay him to rest and had a long day, a good day, but a long day of a service, uh, the burial, and then a celebration of life. So what I wanted to say about my grandfather, who Zach uh, got to know pretty well, is that whenever you start a business, you never start it on your, by yourself. And my grandfather started his first business when he was like 26, 27 back in the early 60s, opening up a cabinet and kitchen company. And so uh, Zach and I created this business when I was 26. And, you know, you always have family to help you out. When my grandfather was 26, um, his wife's dad helped him get going in his business. And it, it kind of comes full circle because Zach, I know how much your parents, you know, sacrificed and helped out to get us going. You know, my wife's made sacrifices. My parents have made sacrifices. But my grand, my grandfather, my grandmother, uh, really did uh, help us quite a bit uh, get this thing going. And so, um, you know, him, him passing. Uh, he's had cancer the last couple of years, but he's no longer in pain. And I don't think anybody really knew how much pain he was in the last few months. Uh, but I did want to say that because you know, uh, businesses don't just happen just out of nowhere. It takes, uh, it takes a, a community. It takes a family to help people be successful. And so I did want to mention that because of how much he meant to me, how much he meant, uh, to, uh, what A to Z sports has been able to become. And, uh, so I, I did want to wrap up our week, uh, by saying that. And so, uh, he meant a lot to me. Um, I was his back pocket buddy, uh, when I was a kid going around the different job sites and houses he was building. And so I just wanted to say that about my grandfather. Uh, so Bobo, hope you're uh, resting easy. Yeah, and I'll second that. Um, on top of all the things that he has done for Austin and I uh, through the business side of things, I, I think the the thing that I cherished, and I told your grandmother this yesterday, of you know what kind of man he was. You know, I got to actually know uh, him and and just see the the kind heart and the person that he was based on even talk to your dad and, and, and others. Um, and I had a, a chance to talk to his best friend from high school yesterday for a little bit. And uh, it just, it resonates. It's never easy when you lose a loved one, especially one that impacts your life as I think your grandfather did. Um, and so uh, rest easy as they say, and uh, he's in a better place and uh, we do appreciate, and I appreciate everything that, uh, him and, and your grandmother have done for us to to get to where we are today right and i think you said it very eloquently you can't do this on your own you you, you all everybody needs help and mm -hmm. when you look back and you look at who has helped you in the past uh i think it it just means more so i just wanted to uh, wrap up the week on that hope everybody enjoys the basketball coming up we do have uh a to z sports picks uh coming up with alan and brian presented by bet mgm at 10 30 so get ready for that. 10.30 Central Time. Uh, they'll help you get right for these games coming up. So thanks a bunch. And thank you to everybody else who has sent a message or commented on the show, responded to a social media post. Uh, it, it really does mean a lot, and it's helped out this week. It's been a long week, but it's, yesterday was a good day. So 
Uh, thanks, everybody. Oh, everybody has a great, safe weekend, and we'll see you on Monday morning. Appreciate it. Adios.